Once again, uh, really glad that you're here today. I've entitled my uh, message, Faith and Perspective. They're keys to thanksgiving. This is part two. If you weren't here last week and you want part one, I talked about the hindrances to thanksgiving, the hindrances to our faith and perspective. Go up to the uh, uh, connections table and sign up, but this will be message two, so let's pray. Father, I just thank you that uh, Roger and Susie, uh, in their uh, deep devotion to you and their desire to uh, grow in their faith, they've uh, jumped out of their comfort zone, and they're on their way to Africa to experience uh, another culture, another country, to minister to the needs that are over there, to be transformed. Lord, I've been over there many times, and so I know that uh, that we get changed more than the people we have an opportunity to change over there. So I just thank you for them being such devoted uh, leaders in our church. And this is another leadership activity. They're uh, going overseas to minister. And we pray for their safety and grace. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I really do hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And I trust that you didn't eat too much. Ha ha, right? What is it about gluttony that seems to show up on Thanksgiving? I mean, we see the turkey and the dressing and, and the potatoes and all the goodies, and man, we just partake. But I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. And I shared this last week, is Thanksgiving always happy? Think about it. I find so many people that when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays, they begin to struggle because somehow they think or want, or as Americans, we're all supposed to be happy at that time of the year, but there could be uh, relationships or death of loved ones or, or health situations or a lack of finances, and so many things can, get, can happen, uh, can happen that, that take away from that. And I know a number of people in town that are either psychologists or psychiatrists, and they'll tell you that uh, a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, about the middle of January, is the time that they have more counseling than any other time. Because Thanksgiving isn't always as happy as we want it to be. And let me ask you another question. Is it easy to be thankful? Is it easy? Sometimes I think it really takes a lot of focus and it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of determination to tap into that thankfulness. It seems that for many of us, Thanksgiving is based on what? Conditions and situations, right? That just seems to be so normal and natural. The trouble is with this is that conditions and situations change. Have you ever noticed that there might be a time in your life where life is going pretty good and conditions and situations are, are good and, man, you're cru cru cruising along and enjoying it and then all of a sudden out of nowhere... A difficulty, a heartache, a tragedy, a trauma seems to invade. So if our thanksgiving is simply based upon conditions and situations, we're going to find ourselves lacking. I think that's why we need a spiritual element and a spiritual component that, that drives itself right into the middle of thanksgiving. So to grow and mature in our regular giving of thanks, we need to find a more profitable way than these simple conditions and situations. I think we all need to be delivered from our natural dependencies upon 
conditions and situations to make us thankful. There's two main keys that I believe that can lead to a greater life of thanksgiving in their faith and their perspective. Faith and perspective. Can you say that with me? Faith and perspective. One more time. Faith and perspective. Maturing in our thanksgiving requires we transition from the natural to the supernatural realm. Please hear me. We Christians are called to grow in our spiritual maturity. For too long in America especially, we focus so much on people coming to Christ, being a Christian, getting into church, and there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, that's the starting point. But we've left it there. The call is not to be a Christian. The call is to be a disciple. A follower of Jesus means that we must experience spiritual transformation that leads to spiritual maturity. And again, so oftentimes we get caught in, in how to get into the race rather than how to finish the race in a productive way. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, and should be up on the PowerPoint, but if you do want to go there in your Bible, make sure that it's uh, circled, starred, highlighted, underlined, because it's a very important uh, verse in all of Scripture, and yet sometimes people read over it, or we forget about it, or we only pull it out at Thanksgiving time. But this is such an important truth about our Christian journey. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, the great Apostle Paul pins these words. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Again, we make this statement, it doesn't say about everything. You're not going to be thankful about everything. But in everything, because of what? Faith. And because of perspective. Because of faith. And because of perspective. We can give thanks in all things. In uh, uh, first, uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1, if you want to turn there, you see it on, on the PowerPoint. Uh, it talks about faith. It says, faith is the substance, or I like to call it the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Please listen to me. Thanksgiving without faith is weak and anemic. Thanksgiving without faith is weak and anemic. But faith without thanksgiving is misguided and powerless. Did you catch that? Thanksgiving without faith is weak and anemic. But faith without thanksgiving is misguided and powerless. If we're going to grow in thanksgiving, we've got to grow in faith. If you say, oh, I just want to be a more thankful person, but you don't incorporate faith, it's not going to work for very long. It's going to last about as long as a circumstance or situation works for you. We've got to grow in faith so that we can grow in thanksgiving. And in perspective, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
And I, I love this verse so very much because I have to use it so often, not only uh, for myself, um, but so many people are facing times of heartache and challenge and, and, and uh, trauma, and they, they need to have perspective. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse uh, 17, says this, For our light affliction, and I've told you this before, when I go through a trial, does it feel light? It feels to me so heavy. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far, uh, uh, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why? Listen. While we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. It's about perspective. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. The reality is, if you think you're going to be a thankful person and you're going to grow in thanksgiving without this kind of perspective, you're kidding yourself. You're going to have to have a perspective that's tied with faith so that you can grow as a person of thanksgiving. So we want to not just say, let's grow and be better people or or improve in our thanksgiving. What we want to do is we want to grow in our faith. We want to grow in our perspective so that we can grow in our thanksgiving. What I want to do now is to share with you seven different things that I think that, that are action steps that can help us grow in our faith, grow in our perspective, so we grow as a person of thanksgiving. Now, please realize that all seven of these are verbs. They start out with a verb. You know what that means, don't you? It's an, I am, <laughs> welcome back from three weeks on vacation. That's why you don't know what a verb is, because you were relaxing on the beach, Mike. <laughs> welcome back from Florida for three weeks. You weren't, at, you weren't verbing anything. You were relaxing. These are all verbs, though, means that we can put them into practice. And, you know, I was praying this morning and, and looking over this, and, you know, the Lord kind of tapped me on the shoulder and he said, yeah, good. You came up with seven action steps and you're going to get to preach them today. And, and I asked God to give me the grace to preach them. But you know what I think he said to me? For the next several days, I want you to take your own outline. And I want you to be that your morning devotion. And I want you to really put these into practice. So to hear them, to listen to them without putting them into practice will do you no good. And do me no good. So I think the Lord kind of challenged me this morning. So here's seven things. Last week I talked about hindrances, seven hindrances to Thanksgiving. Now I want to talk seven action points. Number one, accept, accept that God is good and that he is faithful. If you want to grow in faith and you want to grow in your perspective so that you become a greater man or woman of Thanksgiving, we need to accept that God is good and faithful. So much of life is dominated by our choices. How many of you would say amen? And I don't know about you, but when life is good and going my way and God's answering prayers and there's enough money in the bank and I'm feeling okay and relationships are going pretty good, it's pretty easy for me to make a choice to accept that God is good and faithful. Anybody with me? In those good times, it's easy to do that. But the question is, when life turns south, when the enemy seems to creep in or when my my human nature seems to rule. Our relationships are, are damaged or broken or, or being attacked. Or when my, my health is, is struggling. 
or finances are in the bank or or I don't like what I'm doing, whatever it might be. At that point, is it easy to accept that God is good and faithful? It's like we feel like God has let us down. Do you know what the first temptation was of the enemy in the Garden of Eden? Is God said, look, I gave you this whole garden. And you know what? The most beautiful thing you've ever seen on planet Earth, uh, any place you've been, I assume that the Garden of Eden was a hundred times more beautiful. They'd never seen anything like it. God said, this is all for you. I created all of this for you. And look at all of those fruit, fruit, fruit trees and everything I've given you. This is all yours. But you don't see that one little tree over there. I'm just I've, I've given you the whole thing. But this one thing over here, you stay away from that. Because it's not good for you. And what happens? Temptation is, we, we stop looking at all that He's given us and all the good, and we look at the temptation, and, and, and then what? We begin to go over there. You know what the temptation is? God is not good. He's not faithful, because, you know, somehow He's hiding something from you over here. You know, if God was really good, He'd give you the whole garden. He would never just say no to that one thing. The temptation for all of humanity by the enemy is to tempt us to believe when things aren't going good or our way that God's not good and that God is not faithful. Am I the only one that ever struggles with that? Walt Pilkington's the only honest soul in here. That's why we made him a deacon, okay? <laughs> I think that's true of all humanity. When life doesn't treat you the way you want it to, the enemy comes in. And that will rob you of growing in your faith. It will rob you of growing in your perspective. So thus, it will rob you of being a man or woman of thanksgiving. Is because there will be that subtle temptation that you buy into that, yeah, I know in my mind, my theology, my Bible says God is good and He's faithful. But in my mind, in my heart, in my circumstances, I'm not sure I really believe it. My friend, if we want to grow in faith and perspective that leads to greater thanksgiving, we need to accept in the good and the bad that God is good and He is faithful. Did I have an amen? Thank you. I got three people. Okay, number two, fight against ungodly anger, resentment, revenge, and bitterness. Even as a Christian, our old nature, the carnal nature, our flesh is at war against us. How many of you know that even as a Christian, when someone or someone's or some situations betray you, undercut you, criticize you, offend you, do an end around on you, put you down, abuse you. How many of you know that old nature says, don't let them do it. It's not fair. And we begin to be very accusatory of them. And the enemy is just sitting there saying, oh boy, do I have an opportunity. Because then we get offended. We get hurt. We get angry. We begin to get resentful. We begin to get a seed of bitterness that's growing in us. 
and we seek revenge. And if you think that's only for people who aren't Christians, you're kidding yourself. I see it in me and I have to fight it. And I think it's probably in you if you're being honest. When you're offended and hurt. And what that work of the enemy is, is because when you're focusing on anger or bitterness or resentment, it robs you of faith, it robs you of perspective. And when you get robbed of faith and perspective, it robs you of growing as a man or a woman of thanksgiving. That's why it happens. What's so interesting about the computer? How many of you know that uh, uh, whatever is in the hard drive doesn't necessarily show up on the screen until you push a button? And I have so many people, and myself included, is that sometimes if you're not self-aware and you're not self-evaluating, you have a seed of bitterness, you're angry, you're resentful deep down inside, it's in your hard drive. You may not see it because the button hasn't been pushed, but by golly, that button is pushed and it comes right out of that hard drive, right up onto your screen. The reality is we've got to make sure we're cleansing the hard drive. Otherwise, it will rob us of, of faith and, and perspective, which will cause our thanksgiving to be stunted and, and immature. So we need to accept that God's good and faithful. We need to fight against ungodly anger and resentment and those other negative emotions. Number three, we need to forgive. Just the word you wanted to hear. Forgive and pray for your offender or your offenders. One of the most uh, important activities in growing in faith and growing perspective that leads to thanksgiving is to choose to totally forgive. Choose. And not partially forgive, totally forgive. Next year, I'm convinced that uh, I've been thinking about this and God's hit me. Some, sometime next year, we're going to do a series on forgiveness. Total forgiveness. Because it hinders so many of us. It's a hard thing to do. It's not normal and it's not natural. But the number one destroyer of God's peace and His promises and His power is our inability or our unwillingness to totally forgive. We keep thinking or focusing on the offender or the offenders. And it's hard to grow in faith and perspective and thanksgiving when our mind is focused on them and we don't and can't forgive. Here's a great thing I heard years ago about total forgiveness and I have to practice it. When you can fully pray God's abundant blessings upon the person or persons who have hurt you, offended you, abused you, used you, uh, whatever the adjective is, when you can pray for them with a clean heart and go, God, would you bless them? That's when you're well on the way to total forgiveness. It's not saying I forgive them and then your blood pressure goes up when you see him or you hear about him, which is natural for all of us. And when you start praying for them, I don't know about you, that is not normal and natural and I don't want to do it. I would rather down call fire from heaven. Lord, sick them. Get them. You know what they did to me. You know what they said about me. God rubbed their nose in it. Anybody like me? 
Don't raise your hand. <laughs> and so I have to start praying, oh God. How many of you know making a choice leads to a feeling? If you wait for the feeling, you probably may never make the choice. I'll leave it at that. You need to forgive so we grow in faith and perspective so we can grow as a man or a woman of thanksgiving. Number four, bless, do not curse. How many of you would agree with me that it seems like negativity and criticism are epidemic in America today? Everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, every newspaper you read, every newscast that I watch on TV, negative, 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 critical, critical, critical. And it's not outside of the church, it's inside the church. I'm glad that I don't have much hair left. That's really not true, I'm kind of lying. But anyway, let me get my uh, uh, illustration. Because I could come some Sunday and somebody not like the way I wore my hair. Let that one sink in for a while, guys. Hey, you know, you've been in church. Some of the most horrendous situations happen in church. I don't like the color of the carpet. I don't like the song they sang. I don't like the way he wore his hair. I wish that. Come on. We're to fill the world with positive, not join the world with all the negative. And I'm not saying you towards me and me towards... I mean, that's just human nature. If we're going to be an example, we need to learn to bless and not curse. Thank you. We've got three people that are willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? Huh? All right. Bless, not curse. The Bible says bless, don't curse. And, and I'm not pointing at you. Man, do I have a... You know what? I know all things. Did you know that? I am right next to God. If they would just let me run the world and control everybody, we'd be in a lot better situation. Right? And so when people mess up and, and people's situation... Now, now, I know you're not going to do this. Van, get ready to come back because I've gotten to preach. I know you're not going to do this. But if you're watching the Bronco game, I'm almost positive you will never second guess what the coach calls for a play. You will bless everything he does. You'll go, oh, great call. They just fumbled that. Oh, they threw that interception. Fourth and one, they didn't make it. Ran it right up the middle. And they've done that 19 times and made zero yards. I bless that decision. You're not going to do that. Nate and I were watching football yesterday. And I found myself, and again, I'm still trying to be a dad. And still, he's 25, but trying to be an example. And I thought, you know what? I'm criticized about everything that's ever happened for the team that I'm rooting for. Do you see how subtle it is? It comes out in everything, even in our sports, in our football game. And, hey, if you're going to grow as a man or woman of faith and perspective that leads to our thanksgiving, we've got to stop the cursing. We've got to stop the neg- negativity. We need to stop the criticism. And we need to start blessing. We need to start filling our world with the positive, not the negative. Thank you. All right. Bands, start coming back, will you? Number five, focus on the eternal and its rewards. If you really want to be a person that grows in faith and thanksgiving, I mean in perspective and thanksgiving, we've got to, hear me, we've got to stop. We've got to stop. 
looking at the here and now only. We are so, as human beings, and I'm, I, every human being, we're so consumed now. We've got to raise our eyes. Eternity is begging us, calling out to us, crying out to us, look to me. Look to the next life. Look to the rewards of the, of the next life. You know what, friends? We really have a choice to make. You can either want all your rewards here or you can move them ahead to the next life. And you know what? I get caught up. I want, I want a lot now. I want comfort now. I want blessings now. But if you really pressed me, if you really pressed me, and you said, Jeff, you can get it now or you can get it later. I want to get it later. I want to get it later. These, this is futile. The blessings come and go. Why would I want it here when it's going to uh, end and be destroyed and wear out like a car or a house or my body? I'd rather get it in the next life. I, and I'm not sounding super spiritual that i got this great theology. I, I just think that's wisdom, right? So if we're going to grow in faith and perspective and really be a person that's thankful, we got to get our hearts and our minds off of this world and today. We've got to get our hearts and our minds on eternity and on the rewards that are to come. Store it for yourselves treasures in heaven where rust and moth can't destroy. Number six, trust God. I know, I know, we're in church. That was a nice spiritual statement. Trust God. I know it's not as easy <laughs> uh, to live out as to say it. But my friends, you can't get away from it. If you're going to grow in faith and perspective and be a man or a woman of thanksgiving, we've got to learn to trust God. I'm not very good at that. I'm really not. I've got to work every day. I've got to pray every day. I just don't trust Him sometimes. Because I look at my life and I see prayers that were unanswered and I see situations that I worked for that, that uh, got demolished. and I see all kinds of things and I, I go, God, I, I can't trust You. I, I, I thought I trusted You then and man, it sure didn't work out. That's the lie. That's the enemy. That's my flesh. i got to trust God. And once you get through trusting God, trust Him some more. Hey, here's really what your choice is. You've got three choices in life regarding trust. Trust yourself, trust others, or trust God. <laughs> now you tell me, we, we usually do one or two, and how did that work out for you? You know, I don't watch Dr. Phil, but I hear that's what he says, okay? <laughs> I just gave Dr. Phil 20 seconds. How'd that work out for you? Trust in yourself. How'd that work out for you, trusting somebody else? Well, those don't work out. How about we do the third? It's harder, but I think it has a lot more rewards. Trust God. If you're going to grow in faith, you're going to grow in perspective, and you're going to be a man or a woman that's going to be an example who grows and, and lives a life of thankfulness, we've got to trust God. I, got to tell, I tell myself that... Uh, Ten times a day. Jeff, come on. You've got to trust God. Quit trusting yourself. Quit trusting others. Trust God. And the last one is pray for yourself. If you want to improve and grow in your faith and your perspective that leads to thanksgiving, 
Pray for yourself. And when you're done praying for yourself, pray again for yourself. And when you're done praying again, pray for yourself some more. I really do not believe that I can be a man of faith. I don't believe I can be a man of perspective. I don't believe I can add those two to become a man of thankfulness without prayer. I don't think I can do it. I know I can't do it. So i got to pray and pray and pray and pray and fall to my knees and plead with Almighty God. God, this is not my personality. God, this is not my nature. It may not even be what I like or I want, but God, please help me. I really want to be a man who grows in faith. I want to be a man that grows in perspective because I really do want to be a man filled with thanksgiving and an example of thanksgiving. I'm tired of the other things. Please, God, please, I'm praying for myself. Help me. So, my friends, we're still in this thanksgiving season. We're heading into Christmas. But I I want to encourage you to take these seven things as verbs and begin to, to... Think about it and pray about it and write some goals and move forward. We should be the most thankful people on planet Earth. It's because we've received the great, incredible, and awesome gift of an Almighty God who sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on Calvary's cross to forgive me of my sins to fill me with His Holy Spirit, to live a life of meaning and purpose, not of vanity and foolishness. I should be the most thankful person on planet Earth, no matter the condition, no matter the circumstance. Because I'm growing in faith. I'm growing in perspective. Which is allowing me to grow as a man of thankfulness. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you. Could you stand and worship with us?
strong in the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of all. You are when darkness, when darkness seems to hide His face, I rest on His unchanging grace. My anchor holds within My anchor holds within the Christ alone And let's be people of thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good day.